Now, you all know, as obsessed as I am with this daggone show, I had to do a quick little recap after the finale today, now don't you? If you are unfamiliar with Love is Blind, you can catch some of my recaps on my previous podcasts, and you can absolutely positively log into Netflix, like the rest of us, and binge watch and lose track of time for hours and hours. I kid you not, because the show will get you simply freaking addicted. Now that we have all waited anxiously for the finale today, I guess we'll all wait anxiously for the daggone reunion. But at least we now know what happened on the wedding days for everyone. So let's just clear the air, shall we? If nothing else, the show has had its drama, its excitement, and and it's crazy. It's crazy people. I hate to say that, but there are some people that you're just like, please don't get married. And let's start there. Uh, Damien and Gianna. I'm not even sure I'm saying that girl's name right. Those two were like oil and water that just didn't mix. It was so freaking crazy. Now, hopefully some of that was edited for TV, hopefully, because, you know, they do sometimes try to edit things and make it extra crazy so that it can pull viewers in. I don't know. But it was like, if you look at some of the memes, you get a general idea. It's like one day she's all love and dovey and oh my gosh, she can't live without him and he's the best thing that ever happened to her. She's so happy. She's so, and then the next, and then like three days later, she's yelling and screaming at the top of her lungs at him. Motherfucker, listen to me. Like, really? I thought you loved him so much and he was the best thing ever and he was the best guy and blah, blah, blah. And then they would have these great moments that were really sweet and romantic like when he bought her a dress and left it out with the matching shoes and all of that and he put rose petals down and left her a note to meet him and when she met him he had a helicopter and they went on this romantic ride and when they came back he had a chef in the house and it was really really sweet at the same time you flash forward there's a different day when she's in the kitchen because for whatever reason she decided to go in the kitchen and have this conversation while he's still in the bedroom and one of her comments was um do you know how you always tell me I'm the best sex you ever had well you ever notice I never say it back whoa way to kill a man's ego even if you don't feel it you don't have to say it girl you really don't especially not on national television because that show has been binge watched by so many people People are freaking obsessed. And you just killed the man. But still, we didn't know what would happen at the weddings. And let me just say this. If you have not finished watching and you don't want spoilers, you shouldn't be listening to my podcast. Put it off until later. Because I am going to do this with a Um, They get to the altar and she's still all in. She's talking about her love for him. She's professing what he means to her. She's absolutely gorgeous. And then he says no, just like that. And of course she's devastated. And she is kind of young. So I think part of it is just that she's young. She gets all dramatic. She runs out. She like falls down, gets her wedding dress all muddy. She's running down the street in a freaking wedding dress. Her mom's trying to run behind her and. I have to say, her mom was doing a good job in those heels running behind her. And true enough, as a woman, you know that she was probably very embarrassed, very upset, because 
here I've said yes, and then you say no in front of all of our family and our friends and all these cameras. Now, I do find it interesting that she did all those dramatics and she's talking about how she wants to punch him. But then later she decides she wants to come back and talk to him and have him explain himself. Girl, you just said you wanted to punch that dude. And then for whatever reason, the crew decides to go ahead and put them in a room together. And the whole time, I'm sure I'm not the only person who was holding my breath because I really thought she was going to haul off and slap the man. The way she was fidgeting and moving, it looked like she was going to jump the man. I'm sorry. She was going to beat the crap out of him. But she refrained and he tried to explain his reasoning, which made sense. One minute you love me, the next minute you don't. One minute you say you have butterflies for me, the next day you say you lost your butterflies. Girl, I don't think we're ready for marriage. And I think he's right. If anything, they need to take some time. Now, who knows what the reunion will reveal, but we do see they've done a couple of interviews, and I watched one of them, where it seems they're dating. They're taking their time to date again and get to know each other since some time has passed. Now, I don't know how much time passed before they made that decision. And I understand her mother made a post that said they rekindled and they're working on things. That's great because maybe given time, they can work it out. But at that moment, they were definitely not ready to be married. She's young and she needed some time. And that's a very fast experience, because if I understand correctly, by the time the wedding happens, they've only known each other six weeks. And keep in mind, the first week or two, they didn't even see each other. They were talking behind walls. So good decision on his part. Difficult decision. I know it was very hard for him to make, especially since she was very hurt. But it was for the best. Then, oh, my Lord. Mark and Jessica. They weren't next. I just want to get them, get past them because she irks my nerves. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, Jessica is just, she's all over the place. She seemed really obsessed with someone who didn't even want her. And because of that, it's almost like she accepted that poor child's proposal only because she wanted to stay on that show. If she would have said, he's 10 years younger than me one more time, I think I would have screamed. Because the one you're obsessed with is only, what, three years older than him? So still, age gap. Who cares? Is it really that important to you? Because if it is, why would you accept his proposal? You knew that at the time. Whatever, girl. Anyway, let's just deal with this so we can move on from her. She gets all dressed for this wedding. She's going through the motion. She's telling him how she loves him. She's mouthing stuff to him and smiling all in his face and letting this man profess all his feelings and letting this man say he wants to marry her at this altar. Because for whatever reason, the show insisted that they make the final decisions at the altar. She lets that man say all that. She makes him feel like she's really going to say the same based on all the I love you's she's telling him. And then at the very last minute, she says, I can't do this. And she tries to say it's because there's so many differences. Again, you knew all of this already. When you accepted his proposal, when you went on that pre-honeymoon, when you met his family, when you moved in with him, you knew all this. The bottom line is you were probably hoping deep down that Barnett would be a free man. So you were going to say no and go pursue him again because you're freaking obsessed with him. The man doesn't want you, girl. Let it go. If I could sing like the Frozen song, I would. But nobody wants to hear that. So I'll move on. Anyway, I'm so over Mark and Jessica. And I noticed that a lot of 
anger is still being directed towards her on social media, she is really getting it. Including the people who keep making jokes that they want to call Peter because she gave her daggone dog wine from her wine glass. And then she continued drinking it. That alone should have made him in that engagement, but whatever, girl. He tried. It's okay, because I'm pretty sure that that boy's DMs are blowing the heck up with people, with women who are more than ready to take everything he has and treat him the way he needs to. So have fun. You'll regret it. We don't care. Anyway, <sighs> Kenny and Kelly, let's just get that past because I'm going to be honest. I know I said it in the last one. I still say it in this one. I kind of found them boring and I couldn't put my finger on why. I don't know if it's because I knew she wasn't all in or if I just didn't feel an excitement there but I just didn't I, I don't know maybe it was the way it was edited maybe there was more interesting moments between them I don't know they seemed initially like they would be fine like they had this very I wouldn't say passionate but I would say a very calm safe relationship that was blooming and unfortunately when they got to the altar she decided she didn't want to marry him and I have to give him credit. The man was classy. I've never seen one someone be that classy in that moment. Here she embarrasses you with this whole she don't want to marry you crap. And if you look at her family and her friends, they all look shocked. Like, girl, you you should have kept this man because he adores you. Heck, her own mama is instead of running behind her is still saying how much she really loves this man while he's talking because he instead of being upset and walking out he stood there and he addressed the crowd and he you know tried to express some feelings and be very polite about it and let everyone out graciously he was he still loves that he was in this experiment he's still happy that he met her he does not talk ill of her very classy now whoever that daggone cameraman who was still trying to talk to him afterwards that was annoying the man needed a minute to process that he had just been dumped at the altar. I know it's a TV show, but shoving the camera at him and trying to get him to say whether he'll still try to date her or if he'll still try to be her friend or whatever. Come on, let it go. It, it's stupid. Just, just, just move on. Don't do that. Let him have a moment. But he was very, very gracious at the time. Heck, you can see that she has a thing. She talks about the kind of guy she normally goes for which I get the feeling are bad boys. You go ahead, girl. You go for the bad boys who don't treat you right and leave the great guy who was going to treat you really well standing there. Because again, just like Mark, I'm sure he's getting offers in his DMs. It'll be okay. Now, I saved the last two for last for a reason. There were certain people that we were all just like trying to figure out what would happen. Are they going to do it? Are they not going to do it? And it was it was crazy. It was all over. Matt and Amber, or it's really Barnett. I mean, his last name is Barnett. Everyone kept calling him Barnett. I know I'm not the only person that when she starts talking about him on this last episode and saying Matt, we're like, who is she talking about? Oh, it's that dude's first name. Yeah. Anyway. They were one of those couples that a lot of social media was kind of not sure about. They instantly pegged him as a frat boy who didn't take things seriously based on the way he was portrayed on the show. And the fact that he ended up with three women that he was trying to choose from. 
Now, let's just give it a little credit here. It's not his fault that more than one woman wanted him. That doesn't make him a douche. Him trying to sort it out and figure it out also doesn't make him a bad guy. Her, they, they, they made her a little flighty at some points. I mean, I feel like in the pods, she was all about him. But once they were getting ready to move in, some of the things that she expressed about how much debt she had from credit card bills to student loans she hasn't been paying on to not working right now made everyone a little concerned, especially when she started talking about how she really just wants to be a stay-at-home mom. People took a lot of it, I think, in a way that this girl doesn't want to work and she just wants him to take care of her. I'm not sure that's the case. And I've seen a interview she they've done recently where she says she feels that was taken out of context because he also expressed some student loans he still has to pay on and some of his own debt, but they didn't show that part. So, of course, it ends up coming off like, oh, she just wants somebody to take care of her and pay her bills. That's not what she meant. At least that's according to her. That's not what she meant. We don't know. But in the end, the day of the wedding, he starts panicking. And I don't like the fact that she says when he's feeling certain ways, he doesn't like to communicate. Because I know there are people who don't like to talk things out, but certain things, big issues, you need to discuss. And his issue was, as it started getting close to the wedding, he started panicking and freaking out, but then he didn't want to talk to her. She's calling him. He's not answering. She's texting him. Nothing. So the day of the wedding, she doesn't even know if he's going to freaking show up. A wedding day is already nerve wracking. It's already a panic thing. So... You don't need the extra stress of hoping your groom shows up, do you? And he does eventually show up, but he's still saying how nervous he is and how unsure he is. And I don't know. She's just very, very happy. I don't appreciate that moment she had with her mother when she kind of bites her head off because her mom says, you know, you fight for love and you you go all in. But then in a couple of breaths later, she's saying you shouldn't have to fight this hard. I get where her mom was going. If something's worth it, you're going to fight for it. You're going to put your all into it. Marriage is one of those things. At the same time, she was simply trying to express, though, that you shouldn't always have to fight for someone to talk to you, to be there for you, to, to be able to say they love you or what have you. It goes hand in hand. I get what she was trying to say. But I think because she was nervous and scared about whether he was going to show up, she kind of snapped at her mother. Fix that. Don't appreciate. I, I know why she did it, most likely. But still, it's your mama. We only get one. Don't snap at your mama like that, girl. But he did end up deciding, yes, he wanted to marry her. And they did the thing. I do think that Dagon show purposely kept putting pauses between people's decisions to make you think they were going to, one of them was going to say no. Anybody falling for that? Whatever. But they did do that. Now, I'm not too sure, based on their most recent interview, where things stand they appear to be in this in one of their homes but because of the angle that it was filmed the angle of the camera only shows her from like the neck up i really i know i'm probably way off but i really wonder if she's pregnant and that's why they will only show me why on earth would you do that an interview where you're only filming from say her neck up unless she's pregnant but i could be wrong it could just be the way Maybe they didn't want to show some of the house or something. I don't know for a recent interview, but we'll see at the reunion. Because I understand the reunions, 
based on my conversation with Carlton, who didn't make it to the wedding scene. Um, I know the reunions happened very recently, so that should catch everyone up, whereas this actual filming was way back in 2018. And I still don't understand why they filmed this show in 2018, but didn't drop it until January of 2020. I don't know if that was to see if the marriages would last or if people who said no would work it out or what that was about, or if they were still working something out in the background. Who knows? But I digress. And of course, last, but definitely not least, is Cameron and Lauren, the people that everyone has now deemed the royal couple of the show. Do you know people were literally finding outfits saying they were trying to figure out what they were wearing to their wedding and tagging Lauren and Cameron to show them what they would wear. Some of them were laying these outfits out. Some were actually putting them on and styling around on video so we could see what they were wearing to the wedding. People were driving them crazy trying to figure out if they stayed together or not. I mean, going backwards in their social media accounts for the past year or so, trying to determine if some of their pictures are in the same locations or this Christmas tree looks like it has gifts for both of them under there or stockings for both. Or was this vacation at the same time? Looks like they're both in the same country and people were digging because that's how obsessed and how invested we were. And true to form, they gave us what we wanted. They did get married. Now, coming up to it, she was still nervous. She was still trying to decide what she wanted. He was just adamantly sure. He, his only concern was, his only fear was, she would say no. And he expressed that to his family. I'm still not understanding why we didn't get to see when he introduced her to his family. I, I don't know. We saw her introduce him to her family, especially among all of the concerns she had with the whole interracial dating and this being her first time but we never saw when he introduced her I'm not really sure why if they just didn't have time or what I don't know but ultimately she looked beautiful and of course Cameron being Grand Cameron he was bawling at the altar and it was absolutely so adorable to watch her clean his tears and listen to him say all of these beautiful things but we were still all holding our breath for her to do the right thing here. Just, just, just say it, girl. Take the leap. And I get what she has expressed about being independent for a very long time and having to try to adjust with living someone and that kind of thing and sharing with someone. Because, girl, I feel you. I was single for a very, very long time before I got married. And, well, this this time. Let me, let me clarify that. There was, a, let's just say, it's a very long gap between my first marriage and my second one. So you get very used to your own space and putting things a certain way and coming back and finding them that way and having personal time to just curl up and do this or do that. It, it's difficult. It is. It's one of those things you have to learn how to navigate around if you've been alone for a very, very long time. But luckily, she did decide to go for it. And those two did get married. And we actually even got glimpses of their uh reception as well as Jessica and Mark's not Jessica oof goodness as well as Matt and Amber's Jessica's just bugging me some anyway we get glimpses of their receptions they're cutting the wedding cake they're just their family partying and we hope the best for everyone 
I did watch an interview they did as well that basically says that they, if, if there were any regrets, the only thing they regret is that they wish the show hadn't focused so much on them being concerned about the race issue. Because true, they were concerned about it, but they weren't talking about it every five seconds the way the show makes it seem. They were concerned because it's a real issue and they still feel it's a real thing you have to deal with, but they were talking about other things. They were dealing with other things. They were having other moments and they wish more of that had been shown. But honey, it's fine because we were in love with y'all anyways. And there were 50 billion people freaking out saying if y'all didn't get married, they were going to have a fit with Netflix. But they want to sue and all kind of stuff. And people were throwing themselves at Cameron that if you didn't choose him, they were all going to choose him. My concern is I'm pretty sure some of the women who were throwing themselves at him were married, but whatever. Cameron's yours now. (laughs) And we are definitely waiting for the reunion so we can get all the rest of the updates. But all in all, I think we're all very satisfied with where everything went. I still see some people very frustrated with some of these people and the choices they made. But hey, think about it this way. Some of those guys are much better off with those choices because they deserved someone that would actually want to be with them and not just settle for them. They deserve love just like everyone else. So maybe they got their hearts broken at that moment when one person said no, but ultimately they win because they give, they're given the opportunity to pursue something more, something better. Anyway, I have no idea what I'm going to obsess over now that the show's over. I mean... I only have the reunion next. I've had some people give me some suggestions like some show called The Circle. I don't know. And something called Dating My Ex or Return to My Ex. I don't know. I don't remember the name. But if you have suggestions for me, by all means, hit me up. All of my social media accounts are listed with my podcast. Let me know. I would always need something to obsess over. Until next time, I hope you all are well.